0: Forever.
1: Dog. Hi, Adventure Coutures. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th. Available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident
2: you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will.
1: This is Ben Acker.
2: And Ben Blacker. S- S- see you. <laughs> In hell. Not if I see you first.
3: And no. Coming to you from Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the nation's favorite new time podcast in the style of old time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Merry Christmas from The Thrilling Adventure Hour, recorded live at Largo at the Coronet in Hollywood, California, America. It's Christmas
2: on Mars. And now, without further ado, welcome to Christmas on Mars! Comes over the red planet this time of year, leaving a moment of reflection for a couple of cosmic heroes. Oh, I hear they are now. In Sparks, Nevada encroach the tracker, and they're having themselves a regular cowboy campfire and waxing on all things under the stars. Look at them
3: stars. Would you crouch? If it would reduce my onus to you, then yes, I will observe the stars think about it. Think about all the things under them stars, Crutch. Under is a relative term that does not apply to stars. This time of year, campfire like this, reckon there ain't but one thing to do. Relish the heat provided against the harsh winter solstice? No, not that. No, no. Oh, look what I got here, buddy. Chestnuts. I see. Yeah, kind of a hint. Chest, yeah. chestnuts, and fire. the fruit of a deciduous earth tree. Yes, fruit. No, chestnuts. Your your chestnuts are fatal to my people. <laughs> Any tree nut will kill any citizen of Galut a, which you designate Mars. That's Mars, yeah, 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 yeah. Mars. <laughs> so wait, Martians are allergic to nuts, except for your peanuts, which are legumes. And your use of the word "allergic" is connotatively insulting, Sparks Nevada. In the War of Two Worlds, it was a hypersensitivity to the walnut that led to our defeat. I, mean, I don't think that's right. It is No, I heard it was a germ or like a bit of a cold that did the Martians in Yes, then our misinformation campaign was successful Yes, Sparks Nevada, do come against us with sneezing And you will see where our weakness lies Your weakness lies right here, nuts I place you under onus for attempting to kill me, Sparks Nevada All right Well, then I reckon you ain't interested in roasting these here chestnuts over this open fire Play the thing, do the thing I would die immediately and unpleasantly from the inhalation of the begotten smoke. Do not do the thing. (laughs) Well, ain't you just too Christmassy by half? Christmassy? Wait, you ain't familiar with that expression? I am not. All right, well, Webster's Cowboy Dictionary defines Christmassy (laughs) as that which pertains to Christmas. Ah, you, you have heard of Christmas, Croach. Yes, of course. Yeah. Christmas, the finest of all human organs. Oh, my. <laughs> Crouch, you ain't even heard of Christmas? All right. It's Christmas Eve, so we ain't got lots of time to get you into the Christmas spirit. I have an idea. Why don't I tell you a story so as you can understand what this holiday and this holiday special... <laughs> are all about. Sparks, Nevada, you know that my people do not comprehend metaphor Sure Rather than relate a story, why not explain precisely what this Christmas is? Yeah, I think you'll get the story I promise I will not (laughs) I think you will I would be under onus to you to merely explain without metaphor No, Uh, this one is great for Christmas and the campfire too, which is perfect Because it's both a Christmas story and a ghost story It goes like this. I don't think you've ever heard it. It goes, once upon... a time. It was time to send the little ones to bed. Do you refer to younglings? For there are not about... No, no. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself from mysterious suspense in this campfire's first feature, Beyond believe. Frank and Sadie Doyle, equally at home in the society pages and ghost stories told around the campfire. Because despite them being mostly drunks, they see
4: ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men?
5: Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling.
3: Join the Doyles as they walk beyond belief in a story called The Winter of the House of Usher. The story... The story starts in the gothic Greenpoint manor of Sebastian Ernst, for whom the holidays bring only mournful reminders of past happiness.
6: Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over a many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. Wow. Like I'm not already depressed. (laughs) Hey, this is a volume of forgotten lore. (laughs) Coincidences are neat. (laughs) Uh, Am I going mad? I kind of feel like I am. What is it they say? Talking aloud to yourself is the first sign of madness. Good thing I'm not talking to myself, right? Collected works of Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) That's right, Sebastian. (laughs) Silence, book. <laughs> Do you feel that? The room has gone cold, yet the fire still blazes in the fireplace. Feels as if there are eyes upon me, book, and yet there is nobody here but us.
7: <laughs>
6: Who's there? Hello? Must be the wind. The wind. <laughs> Giggling as it sometimes does. (laughs) Shut up, wind! Stop running! (laughs) I'm trying to read! Whoa, now that wasn't the wind, nor was it a gentle rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Right, book? (sighs) Right again, Sebastian. (laughs) I take your reference. (laughs) I thought you might. I'll go see who it is. You stay here.
8: Don't leave me here alone with her!
6: So, you did hear it, too.
7: <laughs>
6: Coming! i <laughs> drive! Are you
4: an hallucination? <laughs> no, that was a Christmas carol.
5: We're caroling.
4: <laughs> You're Christmas carolers, uh, Wasselers, to be specific.
5: <laughs> that particular wassel is about how we've run out of the booze that sent us wassling, mm.
7: <laughs>
4: and we've run out of songs about Christmas, as we do not know any.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, sure we do. <clears throat> The thing, the other thing, pa, rum, pa, pum,
7: pum.
5: <laughs> and still another thing, pom pom
4: <laughs> Well, I know less words than that. <laughs> <laughs> To-ra-loo-ra To-ra-loo-ra-lie
0: To-ra-loo-ra beba ba loo She's my
4: baby And that baby was the baby Jesus <laughs> for
5: Carol, why, we're a regular pair of Bing Crosbys.
4: <laughs> and now, baby, it's cold outside.
5: And thirsty, too.
4: So don't just stand there. Invite us into your liquor cabinet. I, I must draw the line there. You absolutely
6: not, cannot, cannot, cannot come in under right. any circumstances. It's
5: too late. We're already in. I'll just close the door behind me as I was not barn born born.
4: <laughs> that sounds close to me. It's
6: dangerous to be in Greenpoint on Christmas Eve.
5: Well, then we shan't go there, sh- shan't we, Frank?
6: <laughs> we shan't. But this, this is Greenpoint. There are, there
4: are signs everywhere to that effect. Also several that read no trespassing. Oh. oh, dreadfully sorry, old man. Too wassled to read. Frank Doyle. And this is my lovely wife.
5: Sadie, charmed, thirsty. Not in that order.
4: Please.
6: <laughs> Please, you must... Go.
4: Ah. A drink to see us on our way then. What was that?
6: Oh. Good. Just the wind, I imagine. It's been very active this evening, laughing and such.
4: <laughs>
5: so cuckoo brains, then.
6: <laughs> well, either that or there is a ghost about it. Uh, I was just talking about that very idea with a dear friend of mine, a book of poe on the bridge. <laughs> Cuckoo brains it
7: is
9: (laughs) Who has come to play today? Waffleers with much to say I want to meet them, I confess I must put on my waffle meeting dress
4: That sounds like a ghost to me Did you hear her too then? Because I did It was about you, am I mad?
5: Madness and ghostness, it seems
4: Uh Uh-oh, could be more than that How do you mean? Note the portrait above the fireplace.
5: Ah, rather an elaborate painting of merely a chair, wouldn't you say?
6: Why, that's no portrait of a chair.
5: Yes, yes it is, look.
6: Oh, so it is. (laughs) Now. (laughs) But usually it's a portrait of
4: my dear departed Cindy Louise. Mm, Disappearing portraiture. Winds indoors. I'm afraid this isn't merely a ghost problem. You have a haunted house. Which means we have other plans. Ta. <laughs> oh, isn't that just like a haunted house? Doors moving around, preventing escape. I'm afraid <clears throat> there is no exit at all.
5: Tresartra, Trac, haunted house. Hey, Tracey.
9: <laughs> If you like that trick, you'll like it when the clock chimes ten, and then at ten, you will get to meet my friend. I do, I I dislike
4: rhyming ghosts.
5: (laughs) Especially internally rhyming ghosts.
4: Agreed. Say, Cuckoo Brains, uh, this wasn't your dear departed what's-her-name's house, was it? Cindy Louise, yes, it was. And you didn't do something... Untoward toward, toward what's-her-name, did you? Cindy Louise? I would never. I loved her until her dying day,
6: which was Christmas Eve, two years past, 10 p.m., on the dot. Do you think that's significant? <laughs> I'm
5: sure
4: it's not.
5: Just a few minutes until ten, darling.
4: Uh, did you have a haunting last year, say, round Christmas? There was
6: a bit of strangeness, yes. But until now, I thought it was my madness searching to the surface. Yes, I, could, no, I could hear, I could hear cries of nah, dah, in the tinsel and the trees and the presents, so I destroyed them. And uh, the madness uh, subsided for a time. If it was if mere madness, it truly was. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't.
4: Uh, not mere.
5: No. No, it, it could have been the talking trees and presents.
4: Six of one. Now, I know you said you didn't... I know you said you didn't, old man, but humor me. Uh, You're certain you didn't... kill your beloved Cindy Louise? No! I never killed anyone.
5: And yet Tinsel would disagree.
7: I...
4: (laughs) All right. Can you keep a secret? Absolutely.
6: I had a man killed.
4: Let me finish. (laughs) Not. Absolutely not. (laughs)
6: was that secret but he was hardly a man at all he was a resident of the the manor house down the way mount crumpet by its name have you heard of it jingles no bells here
5: wait you killed byron crumpet no
6: no no. (laughs) had him killed (laughs) no i i would never hurt anyone
5: did we know a byron crumpet love no, no, darling. Crumpet hardly ventured from his property, but I, I read in the newspaper all about his untimely demise of
4: natural causes. Hmm. Cougar brains, are you claiming credit for natural causes?
6: <laughs> no, 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 no. My madness is not of that sort. Crumpet had a birth defect.
5: Sadie retains details. It was a heart condition, was it not?
6: Yes, yes. Crumpet was born with a heart several sizes too small. <laughs> He lived on uh, on the edge of death his whole life. I had him pushed <laughs> over <laughs> it, I had over it.
4: Thought I heard a thought I heard a door open. You did. You did. Yes. <laughs>
9: What was the door doing on the side of the house and several feet up? I near took a nasty spill getting in.
6: <sighs> I'll handle this. Um, a monster. That's no monster. That's just my father. Father, these are some carolers. Wassilers. They heard the voice, Father. I'm not mad after all. Son,
9: maybe. I have been in the backyard burning all the gifts that were sent to us. <laughs> I burnt them over wood from a pine tree I shot uh, chopped down for looking too Christmassy. <laughs> I thought we agreed that no sign of the Dread Holiday would ever in Mary this house again. And,
6: and there is no sign of the Dread Holiday. Yeah, except for these two carolers.
7: Wasselers! Was- was- was.
6: Father, I do not deserve your destructive kindness. <laughs>
9: Shall I dispose of these two as well, then?
5: I, I don't suppose by dispose of us, you mean see us out.
4: <laughs> Not so much. And I don't suppose by as well, he means daddy was the instrument in dispatching poor old crumpet?
9: You told them about that. Well, I didn't
6: name you in the
4: incident. Well,
9: he figured it out without missing a step.
5: Well, now, in Frank's defense, he's rather sharp. <laughs> he's the envy of text. Everywhere
9: uh, What you must understand is that I had to kill Crumpet My daughter-in-law was in love with the monster Monster? He had a birth defect
5: Oh, and from what I read, a little dog
9: Also died Also a birth defect <laughs>
4: The dog had
9: a birth defect? Antlers <laughs> I've never seen such a thing It was a kindness to put down such a beast
5: Oh, Yes they mentioned it in that article. The dog was wearing the most darling Christmas costume. It won a pageant to that effect.
4: Oh, I thought it was a birth defect. <laughs> Embarrassing. Shame on you. Mm. Well, now that you've been properly scolded for murder, we'll be leaving. <laughs> Why, it's nearly 10. <clears throat> Wherever is that door everyone's been talking about? You are not going anywhere. Uh, Deadly daddy Do not roll up your sleeves like that
5: Unless it's to fix us a drink
9: Sorry, (laughs) you know too much You must be dispatched Why look over the staircase An apparition Perhaps my son wasn't so mad As all that after all Ten o'clock already Saved by the bell <laughs> Neither saved nor safe were the fast-talking pair Please, please stop, But Ron the creature no. that was going stop. to stop. Give them stop, stop, don't scare. do it no, Oh, please. such a scare, it would whiten their hair My friend that I speak of Was suddenly there Another apparition
5: Just what I did not want for Christmas
4: I cannot bear to look It sounds simply terrible
6: Describe it to me in excruciating detail.
7: <laughs>
4: well, it's, uh, it's green, for one. And Claude? It looks somewhat like a toad. <laughs> Sorry, but you do. <laughs> Furry, though. It's him. Who? Oh. Whom? Byron Crumpet. But green. Well, you married his true love, didn't you? I guess.
5: And therefore, Green with envy.
4: <laughs> with ghosts, the figurative becomes the literal.
5: Only this isn't exactly a ghost. It's more of a monster. Ghosts are all ego. This man had a small heart, which was full up, I imagine, with... Grief and love, no room for other things And now he's what you would call in our line a, a Grinch
7: now,
4: look how confused he is Does he savage the man who killed him Or the man who married his true love Or the two of us who remind him of the day of his death I vote against the latter mm.
9: Seconded If it's a vote, I say it's these two carolers
4: Was- Wassalers! Uh,
9: that's right, Crumpet I overheard this lady's remark about how much she enjoys Christmas, and the fellow loves Christmas. He wants to marry it. Ew, ew, Christmas,
5: you're so pretty, I want to kiss you. <coughs> Come now, honestly, Christmas is the worst part of the Christmas season. Well, sure. We hate it as much as
4: anyone.
9: <laughs> Not like my monster. He hates it all. The jingle bell ringling and the carol do dingling. The trees and the lights and the family fights. He hates fat man with beards as much as those brawly dupes sneers. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
10: uh. <laughs>
4: And what, pray tell, are brawly duped sneers?
6: It's a pastry, old family recipe brought over from Sweden. I made some this afternoon. Sebastian, not for Christmas, just for snacking on. They're Yule tide treat. Everyone knows that. I would argue that intention is important.
7: <laughs>
6: my intention was not Christmassy. It was a snack for me and my book of Poe
4: unabridged. <laughs> Let's talk of intention, shall we? Yes.
5: What were the details of your wife's death?
4: Uh, well, I'd, I'd
6: rather not say. Suicide. Yes, suicide. Thank you for respecting my wishes, re-talking, not talking about it that.
9: Well, thank you for telling the strangers that I killed this guy.
6: I loved her. I loved her so much, I couldn't let her go. I forbade her to leave me. And
5: that is why his wife lingers, ghosting around, rhyming. <laughs>
9: This ghost is a young girl. My son didn't marry a young girl. Wait.
6: Did you? No.
5: The energy of the dead can take any form it desires. Clearly, your wife desires to be creepy.
6: Mm.
4: Pound for pound, ghost
6: children are the creepiest. So you're saying the ghost isn't a little girl?
5: No, your ghost is a little girl, but she's also your wife, and she's here because you won't let her go. Well, I
4: love her. Well, with a greedy, self-centered sort of love, you, you ordered What's-Her-Name's True Love killed, and you keep her spirit here and miserable. Cindy Louise, and what would you have me do? Well, if you would release her, she would be with Tall Green and Monstery, and at least they'd both be happy. Probably. Sixty percent-ish
5: and they would both cease haunting you probably 60% <laughs> do
6: you think i can just let her go
5: monster here to eat you okay
6: <laughs> i release her i love you my darling goodbye cindy lu
4: who my wife
11: <laughs> oh ah.
4: right yes let her go
5: oh look frank she's going to the monster her beloved crumpet. Oh. No. Oh. <coughs> <Ooh>. oh.
7: <laughs>
4: I did not expect him to eat her.
5: <laughs> there's also there's hardly any nutrition in a ghost. <laughs>
4: Still, it should stop this house from being haunted. Probably. Sixty percent-ish. Give or take sixty (laughs) percent. Ish.
5: Oh. uh, More likely this will happen.
4: What is it? What is happening? Twas the night before Christmas, and you've a haunted house. Belonged to the late missus, and is thusly haunted by her. House as extension of self.
5: And now she's been masticated by a monster who loved her, so... How do you suppose being thusly consumed reflects on a house self?
4: A hint. Not well. (laughs) But look what's back. Oh, it's that door everyone was raving about. (laughs) Not coming with, creepy, crazy, murderous family. The house could go at any moment. The monster is standing between us and the exit Oh, well then, good night, you three Enjoy each other's company You truly do deserve it And Merry Christmas, everyone oh, Please, oh, no. come back,
7: help us no, help us, oh.
4: Well <laughs> What do you know about that? <laughs>
5: The house fell down and went boom.
4: (laughs) Yes, it did. Do you think they had enough time to be properly eaten? I do, Frankenstein. Well, you are an optimist, sadistic. Now let's go drink ourselves under a tree.
3: And they both drank heavily ever after Now do you understand Christmas, Crouch? I understand from that parable that there is a reverence for your Earth holiday A reverence held by Earthlings Well, you're like halfway there Hey, don't look now, Crouch, but we got company The Red Plains Rider The Red Plains Rider The Red Plains Rider Howdy, Red Hello, the Red Plains Rider
10: Heard you were explaining Christmas to Crouch here and I reckoned I'd do my part by bringing Yuletide sentiment from me and our amigos at Patriot Brand Cigarettes.
3: Patriot Brand Cigarettes, ain't they from
2: Earth?
10: Sure are. This holiday season, if and you aim to score brownie points with Santa Claus, forget the milk and cookies. Leave a pack of... Patriot Brand Cigarettes for Saint Nick instead.
3: I will do that.
10: Now, y'all mind if I take a turn telling a Christmas story around the old cowboy campfire? A Christmas story brought to you by Patriot Brand Cigarettes.
3: Well, if it'll help teach Croach about the Christmas in
10: spirit. It will. This here's the story of Yumbo the Christmas elephant. And here to sing the theme are the recording artists Hard and Firm.
0: Uno, dos, tres.
3: J-U-M-B-O. Yumbo. Back in the days in
8: old Havana, pint-sized wanna. In jazz combo, yumbo Blows his nose, drives you and me nuts Happy just to play for peanuts Wails on that trunk, hey go cat, go Yumbo That beat sneaks under your skin Hey, It's the jumpin'est band alive He's so heft, that he'll never forget How to keep in step He's booked in poker. No Italian day ain't no joke. But what's a Christmas without snow? Yum-bo. Jumbo, Jumbo, Jumbo.
2: That's me. Oh, hello there. Up here. Keep going. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Hiya, my name's Quincy. What's the matter? You never heard of a talking palm tree before? We've got plenty to say, and we're all over this great state of Florida. What's the matter? You never heard of Florida before? Well, let me tell you a thing or two about Florida. It's an archipelago. It was the 27th state admitted to the nation. Friends call Florida the Sunshine State because of the subtropical climate all year round. Now, you must be thinking, does that mean Florida's never had a white Christmas? Well, you are incorrect, sir. We've had exactly one white Christmas, thanks to Yumbo, the Christmas element. Now, old Yumbo was a member of an all-animal jazz combo. He played the trunk. Christmas time, the combo found itself in the Sunshine State, and wouldn't you know, Yumbo had trouble tootin' just right. And that just wouldn't do. Now, the band leader was a skunk of a rabbit named Wyatt. What old Wyatt wasn't known for wasn't even temperament.
1: Yumbo! What is wrong with you? You know how to play, but all evidence points to the contrary.
12: I don't know what it is, Why? I know I know how to play, but I can't.
1: You seem distracted. What? I said you seem distracted.
12: I'm sorry. Say it one more time. I keep missing it. You see Because I'm distracted. What is
1: it got you in such a state, huh?
12: Well, it's Christmas Eve.
1: You bet your ivory tusks it is.
12: It's Christmas Eve, but it's so warm here in Florida.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Subtropical climate. Absolutely.
12: Well, you know how much I love a white Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know, man. But you gotta relax on that. Sometimes it's a white Christmas. Sometimes it ain't.
12: Oh, but it's my favorite thing. I look forward to it all year round. And it doesn't seem like we will have a white Christmas here in Florida.
1: Well, you still gotta play my large friend. You gotta push through the disappointment.
12: Okay,
7: Wyatt. (laughs)
12: Listen, Yumbo, pal,
1: we don't always get what we want. You want a wet Christmas? I wanted to be a refrigerator repairman. You did? Of course I did. Nothing sounds smoother to me than the hum of a successfully running fridge. Not even our all-animal jazz
12: combo. Then why? Why didn't you become a refrigerator repairman?
1: Are you kidding? Because I'm a rabbit. A bunny rabbit Bunny rabbits lead all animal jazz combos right. Fact of nature
12: I suppose you're right
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what it would do to my parents If I left the all animal jazz circuit To become a refrigerator repairman It'd ruin them So I fix refrigerators as a hobby In my spare time You know to keep current on the latest trends In refrigerator repair
12: Aren't you any good at it?
1: <laughs> the best, yumbo. Why fix fridges so good, I can make a 58 Cadillac Eldorado idle at a temperature of 36 degrees. Colder still in the glove compartment, so you can keep your veggies crisp in there.
12: Oh, amazing.
1: Yes, sir. Refrigerator repair is my great joy in life. But, ain't my place in the world. No, my place is here. Leading an all-animal jazz combo.
12: (laughs) And I guess my place is playing my honker like a trumpet, no?
1: Yes. Now let's take it from the top!
2: But that didn't cure Yumbo of his precipitate wishes. He wished on a star. He wished on the moon. Why, he even wished on me. And I'm just a palm tree. (laughs) When he was all through wishing, he spied one particular cloud that looked positively stuffy was blowing.
12: come on, you cloud.
2: It's snow.
12: Snow You know you want to
8: Are you talking to me? Ay Dios mío ¿Qué onda, güey? Yeah, you with the ears and the nose Were you just telling me to snow? Well, you look like you wanted to You could tell? I guess I'm not so good at hiding my emotions I'm dying to snow. My name is Cloudly C. Cloud. I'm a cloud.
12: Mucho gusto. I'm Yumbo. I'm an elephant. Hey, Yumbo. So
8: do you often find yourself yelling at clouds from hotel windows?
12: No. It's just that I am having a real problem lately. I'm wishing so hard for a white Christmas. That I cannot play very well in my jazz combo. Is it Christmas already? It's Christmas Eve! Don't you, clouds, have calendars? No! <laughs> to what would we tack them?
8: <laughs> Sky? And with what?
12: Tax? <laughs> no! And no! It's nearly Christmas, and I am desperately wishing for snow. Oh mm, so hard I am wishing.
8: Well, I wish I could help you, Yumbo. There's nothing I like better than snowing. There's nothing any cloud likes better than snowing, right? Another cloud? <laughs> it certainly is. The wind is blowing, really gets us going.
12: We love to snow. That is a sweet donut, Clouds. Are you going to introduce me to
8: your friend? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Yumbo. Hola, and you are... You don't know my name. (laughs) What? (laughs) You just did that one-sided introduction. This is Yumbo, and I'm supposed to fill in my own name. (laughs) Well, you don't know my name either. Cloudly? Cloud. Okay. (laughs) We've known each other for five years. Worked together for three of those years. Sorry. I'm Claudio. It's nice to meet you, Yumbo. You're Claudio. I was just talking about you the other day. Really? (laughs) With whom? Um, you know... That one cloud... Cumulonimbus... Tall... I'm blanking on his name! <laughs> wow! Just... Wow!
7: <laughs>
8: you know what? I'm full of precipitate right now! I said I was sorry! Cut me some slack! Hey, I'm full of precipitate, too!
12: Hey, 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 hey! Juklaus. If you guys are all so full up and you want to snow it out and I want you to snow it out, why don't you just to snow it out? It's the climate,
8: Yumbo. It's just too hot. If 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 we try to snow now, we just rain. And we hate to rain.
12: Oh, you hate to rain. Why? It hurts. <laughs> It hurts so
8: goddamn much. (laughs) You you know thunder? That's the sound of clouds bellowing in pain. (laughs) If it were only 32 degrees Fahrenheit, then I'd show you some snow. I'd white your Christmas right up. You'd see... Oh, is it Christmas already? Apparently. Did you say 32 degrees, Cloudy? That's the temperature at which water freezes and rain
12: turns to snow. I feel like I was just having a conversation in which temperature was a topic. (laughs) I got it. Excuse me, Cloudy. Claudio, I'll be right back. We'll be up here
8: trying not to rain.
1: Coming. Door opening noise. Sheesh, what a racket. What do you want, yumbo? A peanut?
12: <laughs> you get it? Because you're an elephant. That's what I did there. That's yes, better go. Uh, I was just wondering, <laughs> could you fix a bridge? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was there more? Could you fix a bridge so that it could run at 32 degrees uh, Fahrenheit? Just 32 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> well, we're getting into a freezer territory there. Oh, but you could do it, couldn't you, Wyatt? Ah,
1: uh, I mean, I suppose, but. You wouldn't want to put any veggies in the crisper. They'd freeze right up.
10: Hey everybody it's alice and i'm veronica from From treks Trek's in the the city City. we are two women who are nerds and we love star trek and love talking about it that's right but we're not exclusive like that no we're not those kind of fans we're cool ones like chill sexy young and also old treks and the city the City part means we talk about anything (laughs) which is our right to be perfectly honest with you yeah i just need you to understand that we have great guests. We have the dumbest bits. And songs. Sometimes. And we talk about Deanna Troy in a way that she has deserved for her whole career. Fully underdeveloped character. So come on over to Treks in the City. Only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. New episodes out every Monday. Woo!
12: Now, here's my other question How many could you pick tonight?
1: Yumba. I'm a rabbit. Rabbits are so fast. (laughs) Like, like so fast.
12: So, a hundred? Perfect. Can you do it by midnight? Man, you are pushing. (laughs) (laughs) It's only there are these clouds that want to snow. And if you can chill down this town, then I could have my white cream. Plus, you get to do what you like to do. So, you know, everybody wins. Okay. Okay! For
1: you, for the clouds, for myself, I'll do it! Hooray! Come on!
2: That little bunny raced around town and turned all of Miami 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Meanwhile, those clouds told all their friends what was happening clouds from all over came in just to snow.
8: We love to snow.
2: cloud snowed so hard that it became a blizzard. Ah! Yumbo got his white Christmas. But Santa Claus got lost over Florida.
7: Oh, oh What? <laughs>
2: The clouds tried to tell them the way to the ground, but they're fuzzy on directions once down is involved. We palm trees tried to help, but boy, our teeth were chattering too hard. There was only one hole left. Cloudy, tell Santa to listen for my trunk.
1: Does this mean that you're finally ready to jam some jazz,
12: Yumbo? Sure I am. I got my white grimace. I couldn't be ready to yam some yas.
8: That's some sweet jazz. Yumbo,
7: take her home.
2: And that's the story of Rourke's One White Christmas. Thanks to Yumbo, the Christmas element.
3: J-U-M-B-O. Jumbo
13: Cha-cha-cha
10: Now do you understand, Christmas Crouch?
3: I feel as if I have a greater understanding of your holiday, yes
10: Great, then my work here is done I'll see you boys later Those red planes ain't gonna ride themselves Merry Christmas, y'all.
3: The Red Plains Rider, everyone. Now, hang on a second, Crutch. You got more out of. uh, more about Christmas from Red's story than from mine? Yes. All right, you don't. you don't gotta lie anymore, Crutch. She's gone now. You can just. you can just tell me. Sparks, Nevada, I am incapable of deceit. I am from the tribe of Martians that never lies. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Remember that day I couldn't tell your tribe from the tribe that lies all the time? That was a confusing day. (laughs) It is precisely the remembering of an instance that has provided me with new understanding. Uh I shall illustrate with my own story. The story of the Martian holiday designated Hanuk Ah. (laughs) Sounds... Sounds kind of familiar. Um, I think we might have that one. The story begins after the War of Two Worlds. With superior forces and numbers, my people were assured of victory. And yet... That whole thing with the nut allergy. Perhaps we were not comparatively victorious, but we did win the day. How do you figure? We did not die. That's a sort of victory, I guess. As we consider it so. All right. My tribe migrated to our newly assigned and greatly diminished lands... Where we would be permitted gaming establishments, but little else. <laughs> to arrive, we traversed the Trail of Tears. Wait a second. Trail of Tears? That name's a bit poetical for you Martian folks, isn't it? Yeah, my tribe designates descriptions without the imprecision of poetry. This trail was established by Tears the Trail Establisher. Oh, yeah? What, uh, what was his job? I'm kidding. Sparks Nevada please do not utilize kidding whilst I convey my holiday themed narrative yeah yeah yeah. reckon if your folks gave me a descriptor it would be uh, Sparks the friggin hilarious (laughs) make no mistake Sparks Nevada my people do possess a descriptor for you Uh, I what is it Sparks the awesome is it Sparks it's Sparks the captivating conversationalist no, it's, uh, Sparks the Handsome, probably. If you will listen with your limited human ears, you might learn the answer. Please, go ahead. Sparks the Good Listener. <laughs> Barlock the Wise, the chief of my tribe, led our procession of hover saddles. Uh, Hang on a second. I was on this trip. I escorted you Martians to make sure your space oil didn't get looted. I was, I was there. Yes. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I was there for your Christmas and I didn't even know about it han ah <laughs> Which we designate Christmas, yeah <laughs> Barlock the Wise, the chief of my tribe Led the procession of hover saddles And one rocket steed Yes, one rocket steed Far in the back Not that far In his wisdom, Barlock the Wise summoned Sheb of my tribe
14: Sheb, come migrate by my side
13: I am present, Barlock the Wise How pleasing your headdress is Is it newly constructed? It is not It appears to two of my visual senses to be newly constructed It is the fourth most pleasing headdress I have visually experienced
14: Sheb, I am under very small onus to you For the complimentary things you have said about my headdress but I have not summoned you to migrate by my side in order to discuss headdresses.
13: Were that your desire, you might have summoned Mulk, the aesthete.
14: But I have summoned you, Sheb, the Comptroller. <laughs> I wish to converse about space oil. When we embarked upon our migration, it was your estimation that we possessed sufficient space oil to power our hover saddles.
13: Just a sufficient amount?
14: Praetop, the contrary, claimed we did not have enough. However, in consideration of his designation and yours, we embarked.
13: This reflects the veracity of your designation, Barlock the Wise. For barring catastrophe, we have just enough space oil to last us on our journey.
6: Catastrophe! What?
13: Catastrophe!
3: Where's, wait, who's that? I believe you are aware of his
14: identity. <laughs> What is it, Sparks, Nevada? No way. Uh. (laughs) No way. Now, please, (laughs) cease weeping, Sparks, Nevada.
7: Yeah, I,
8: I can't. I just can't. Why not? I'm...
14: Don't
3: do it. From Earth. Oh. This is... This, that is not how That is I, precisely that, you No that Why? Is... <laughs> oh
14: Why do you weep, human? So what happened was I've never said this words. I was
8: regarding the space oil I was guarding the space oil You know, And two little kids stole it from me <laughs>
14: That is not That is not what happened They must have been extremely dangerous younglings
8: <laughs> One of them had a wheelchair
14: Oh, come on That's I was there. No, I witnessed the entire
3: event. Know, it was a gang of giant robots, Crouch. Giant robots. I saw what happened. No, they made off with of the a space. A soil. I got most of them. I no, martial by no. no, then they watched the bots make up with us. I did. Further ridiculous.
14: describe to me these younglings.
8: Uh, uh, it was uh, two girls and a boy, and uh, the girls had braids.
7: Braids! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God.
14: How dare you, (laughs) Mern the Martyr? Bring forward the remaining space oil.
7: (sighs) It was nothing.
14: (sighs) Sheb the Comptroller, please assess whether there is enough space oil to last us the duration of the migration.
13: It looks as if we do not have enough. Wait, what? It looks as if we have exactly one-eighth of the space oil necessary to power our hover saddles. It would take a miracle for this oil to last us as long as we need. A miracle that would make this oil last for eight units of time and distance.
14: It is unfortunate that our people do not believe in miracles.
8: Oh, this is all my fault I'm so gosh darn so dumb all the time Including now Including right now and then Also in the future I'm...
14: Take a hit yeah. Use, your Use your asthma
7: What is that? It's for my asthma
3: I don't have asthma Yeah we do No we don't with the same, uh, No, we
7: got the most it. No, asthma. we don't. mom says.
13: <laughs> what shall we do, Barlock the Wise? We cannot stop our migration here in the deserts of galuk brak But would continuing without enough oil put us further in danger?
14: Tell me, Sheb, can we travel one unit of distance with our present quantity of space oil?
13: Mm, barely.
14: Then we shall continue our migration, but we shall change our course to intersect with that of the whales. Do you hear them? We shall hunt an air whale and use all parts of it. We shall use its blubber for our space oil. We shall use its baleen to replace the baleens of our elders. We shall use its skins for dapper whale skin jackets for everyone. We shall use its feathers for my formal headdress. And we shall use its giant bones for our scary haunted houses come Halloween, which all species celebrate... As everyone knows May I have your current headdress
13: When you procure a new one?
3: Um... My tribe continued to migrate Yeah, hang on, this story's... All right I do not recall an air whale hunt Well, the hunt proved unnecessary We discovered that we possessed Enough space oil To last for eight nights Yeah, no, I remember that That's right But nobody mentioned it was a miracle it was not a miracle, it was an actuarial error. Oh my god. Sheb the comptroller was, in fact, not Sheb the comptroller, but rather Chulp the imposter. He could not be worse at discerning how much space oil existed, nor at how long it would last. He was, however, accomplished at impersonating other Martians. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, well, wait a second. What happened to the real Sheb the comptroller? He took a pistachio in the war. (laughs) That's that's ridiculous. (laughs) All right, hang on, Crouch. Why do you commemorate the day if nothing special happened? We do not commemorate it. But you called it Hanukkah. Yes, which in your clumsy, single-tongued language translates to the first Sunday of any month.
7: Well,
3: that ain't Christmas at all. no. (laughs) And hey, for the record, I hunted down them giant robots and retrieved your space oil, by the way. You're welcome. I recall, and you were thus bequeathed designation by my tribe. Sparks the totally rad? (laughs) Sparks the human.
6: Awesome. Awesome.
3: That is not a positive designation, Sparks Nevada. Yeah, it totally is. Go humans. You hear that, Coach?
15: I do. Are you hearing
3: that? I am hearing that. Yeah, it's a hailing frequency. Hmm, let me uh, look into this. Oh, and it's Christmas Eve. You know, it's on this night that good little boys and girls of the Mars-Earth Coalition receive special communique from a jolly old soul from Earth. I better answer it. Let me get into this. Hello, Earth. Hello, Earth. Go for Mars.
11: Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Fox, Nevada, and Merry Christmas. Wow, wow, it's Kevin Pollock from Earth. That's right. Please be seated. I've got a message from Patriot Brand Cigarettes. America and Christmas. Like the twine stripes of a candy cane, the yuletide season and the U.S. of A evoke every citizen with a warming warmth and a cheerful cheer. But there are some Americans who do not celebrate Christmas. And hey... This is America. That is their right. So, this holiday season, we at Patriot Brand Cigarettes want to tell those Americans who choose not to celebrate Christmas Merry Christmas! That's right. Merry Christmas to all! And to all, a good night. As it says right there in the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Thanks for your kind attention and Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Kevin Pollock.
3: <clears throat> Merry Christmas, Kevin Pollock. That was nice of Kevin Pollock to stop by. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good guy, we're neighbors. You should check out his chat show on the space internet (laughs) You know what, Crouch? We've got just enough campfire left on this cowboy Christmas Eve To tell you one more story To see... Well, to see if you get it And here to tell you that story Is musical guest Honey Honey
16: (laughs) Oh, hello, Sparks and
3: Crouch What story and song have you come to tell us, Susan Santo from Honey Honey?
16: (laughs) I'm glad you asked Once upon a time on Earth a millionaire named Jasper Manor Lodge went to a ball where he fell in love with a girl he thought was his societal equal, but she was the opposite of rich. She was the hobo princess, and she fled at the stroke of midnight, leaving behind a fingerless glove.
3: That sounds similar to a story we Martians tell our younglings: Cinderella.
16: It's nothing like that. No, that's different. Nothing. Anyway, listen the hobo princess runs away and Jasper Manilaj goes looking for her. He renounces his millions and renames himself Banjo Bindle Stuff. He gets himself a hobo mentor called Gummy who's the only person who can know about his past. The two of them ride the rails looking for Banjo's true love and her home, a fabled vagrant paradise called Moonshine Hall. Gather around all you hobos and hear my tale of riches. A moonshine holler.
9: The beautiful
7: princess of...
3: my fair hobo princess today, Gummy. I understand she's been spotted east of the Mississippi, Banjo. Then that is where we shall go, my friend. Is that an easterly train, I hear?
16: Ah, the camaraderie of hobo ship. A train plays host to any number of vagabonds who invariably pass the time regaling each other with all manner of tall tale. Banjo Bindlestuff and his mentor Gummy play audience to one such tale.
17: Oh.
15: Well, the way I heard it told, fella was money rich and he called for a hobo princess. <laughs> so he thrown his money away and went looking for the hobo princess that he called for. And I hear he's still looking for her to this very day. Ha ha ha! What?
3: the very idea that I, a churlish vagabond, attired as I am in the wardrobe of moochery, could be a monetarily advantaged personage, is laughable. Laughable, I say. Ha! Banjo!
2: <laughs> Mr. Grandpa was just saying a story. He wasn't accusing.
15: Yeah, Gummy's right. That's just how about the story goes. Ain't that right, Curious Pete?
17: You're Right you are, Mr. Grandpa! Close one, Banj! Hey, wait a second! <laughs>
3: Well, what is it curious, Pete?
17: Yeah, I was just curious about something what with you reacting the way you did with how you're always looking for that whole bull princess! <laughs> Whoa! Well, I gets to wondering about how long you've been wandering the rails and it relates to how that, hey, ain't it Christmas time? And if it is, why ain't we a Carolyn? So that's the two things that currently gets my curiosity's attention.
7: <laughs> fee
17: Well, in answer to your query,
3: Curious Peter, I do believe it is the 24th of December, commonly known... As Christmas Eve. <laughs> now,
17: we hobos ain't much for knowing dates nor schedules in such
15: hmmm. <laughs> Except when the chrism train is chugging into the station in just the same fashion as, <laughs> as this train just pulled into the station.
2: Let's scound off of this here train before the bull finds us and gives us holiday presents by the way of beatings.
15: Whoa, now that we're safely safe, we'd best get to Carolyn. It's the hobo way. <laughs> hobo Carolyn is just like making stone soup, only the stone of Carol's is joy of the seasonal variety. <laughs>
17: "Join a joy, sorrow, you bar humbugger. Why? A woman in a field is
3: weeping, despite or perhaps because of the undernourished stripling by her side. look at the way she cleans her sooty cheeks with her own copious tears, <laughs> revealing soft and desirable features beneath. Could this be the hobo princess?
17: Might this be Moonshine Holler? No be sure of that! Ain't no such a thing as a Moonshine Holler, which is just a tall tale to get little hobo boys and girls to eat their veggie table pies.
15: And her cryings and woeings has put me right out of my wassailing mood. And on Christmas Eve, come on, fellas, let's go find us some ground to lay on and look up at the clouds and name the shapes that we find. <laughs> Maybe we'll even be lifted up spirit such that a Carolyn will be forced to result. <laughs>
3: Mr. Grandpa, I must explore the idea that this may, in
17: fact, be Moonshine Holler. Like that hobo in the tall tale. Curious. Yes. Yes, like that hobo,
2: which I am not. Look, y'all just go on ahead with your cloud naming and sky staring. I'm a human, my pal Banjo, who ain't no millionaire, no how. Okay.
15: Yeah, right, uh... Oh,
2: sobs.
3: So, uh, Ma'am, my name is Banjo Bindlestuff I am but a simple hobo And this is my mentor, Gummy
2: Here I am
3: <laughs> Is this your fingerless glove, mayhaps? Hey,
2: tell about Alexander the Great
3: uh, Alexander the Great, the emperor of the hobos Not the one from history He's the
2: one from history
3: <laughs> Promise me the hand of his daughter The hobo princess, if only I could find it. I would know her because this glove would fit. Only her.
18: Oh, I am no tramp, sir. I am a farmeress. This black and frozen field is my farm.
2: Well, don't look down, but I think your farm contracted the black lung.
18: (laughs) Oh, I am an exceedingly terrible farmeress. The land itself hates me. It's true. This land hates my mama. Just as it hated my papa. And I
0: cannot expect it will care much for me.
18: The land took my late husband. He toiled upon it daily. He never gave up on it. But he should have. <laughs> so it yielded nothing. My late husband knew in his Dutch bones that the land would come around. So it did not. His bones, so Dutch, were wrong. The land so hated my husband that he reaped only Zvartstavgvall. There's no word for it in English. Mm. It's when the land hates you so much that when you try to farm, it coughs up its black bile at you. I am so hungry. May we eat our shoes, sirs? (laughs) We've already eaten our own shoes, sirs.
2: Oh, sorry, but the only home a hobo has is the ones on his feet. But maybe Santa Claus will bring you something shiny and nice for his birthday, which is tomorrow.
18: Sir, my daughter and I no longer believe in your American scented cloth. You,
2: you don't believe in Santa Claus? B-b-b-b-b-b-b- that's the craziest thing I ever laid ears upon.
18: Papa dropped dead on Christmas.
2: And. <laughs>
3: Now, Gummy, that's a fine reason.
2: It don't matter how overstuffed your bindle is with bad happenstance. You never stop believing in Santa Claus. It ain't the hobo way.
18: We shall not be seeing Santa Claus this evening. We, spe- we expect a visit instead from the odious Romulus von Piper. <sighs>
2: Romulus von Piper? What is one of
18: those? Von Piper works for the bank for foreclosing upon mortgages. And twirling his mustache. And giggling wickedly.
3: I have known men like Romulus Von Piper, miss.
18: You have? You?
3: Ha! Well, not personally, of course, but in my reading, <laughs> in my reading, writing the rails, I have come to know one thing about men like Romulus Von Piper. These men care but for one thing. One thing several thousand times over. The one-dollar bill.
18: But I haven't any one-dollar bills. If only someone I encountered with kindness in him did have dollar bills for which he had no use. Perhaps my fate and the fate of my daughter would not be so dire this Christmas.
3: (laughs) Woe is me. I could end all of their misery. Woe is me. Woe is me. What would happen were I to?
2: It should be terrible news That princess, she never won't use With money
3: Ma'am, I hereby give my hobo pledge to help you.
2: Oh, bless you, sir. But how are you going to help him, Banjo?
3: Why, the hobo way, of course.
2: Apple pie! Now, what do we do first? Hand out shivs? All right, come on, little girl. It's shivs for Santa Claus, sick Christmas, some Gummy Claus. I've got one here for you and my sock, yeah. And here's one for you, Banjo, and two for Gummy. Now, now, for the lady... Where exactly did I put that pearl-handled lady's shiv? Somewhere on the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Now, when this Von Piper comes around, everybody start shivin' and don't stop till the black ground is blacker with the same
3: Gummy, there will be absolutely no shivin' on Christmas. But you said the hobo way. I meant we'd think of a solution and save the farm. That hobo way. <gasps>
18: Oh, think quickly, sir. There's von Piper loping across the field toward us. A spring in his step, a curl in his mustache, a fork in his tongue.
3: Think, my mendicant brain. Do me the favor of concocting a remedy. Shiv, shiv,
2: shiv. I think we should shiv. Yeah, let's shiv. That's okay. a great idea, Gummy. I got a shiv right here. I got two of them. Gummy, it's hard enough to think of a solution without you chanting shiv. Another solution, you mean? Wait. Well, hey. That ain't nobody von who's it Well that's Santa Claus Shiv's down, Shiv's down, nobody Shiv Hi Sandy It's me, Gummy Remember
3: Gummy, Santa Claus is not Known for his sallowness, is he Well I've never seen him up close Nor is he known for having hooks Attaching his beard to his ears
2: Well we can't say that for certain
3: I suspect, due to the oily mustache neath his white mustache, that this is forsooth Von Piper.
19: It's that time again, the mortgage is due. A mortgage for me, less mortgage for you. I'll own this farm before I'm through. It's time to pay Von Piper.
18: It's Christmas Eve. Can't you see that the same God? That-
19: Has there been dealt more sympathy? I've never felt my heart would melt, but for your guilt, it's time to pave a piper. The problem with the poor is when I squeeze, they moan. Oh, what a chore, a dreadful bore to get blood from a stone. Beep, 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 Sorry,
0: sir, for being so bold. We're starving, sir, and powerful cold. Kindness, sir, is worth more
19: than gold. God bless your soul, Von Piper Born with hope and spirits high. You gave it the old college try. But life is hard and But you must pay, Van Piper.
18: But I cannot.
19: Then do not. Instead, allow me to explain this ridiculous apparel, so white-trimmed and festive. I've come from a Christmas party at the bank where I, the jolliest employee, played the role of Father Christmas. I thought it only appropriate to keep it on for my visit to this miserable farm because it is indeed a day to celebrate. I've come here to offer you a respite from foreclosure, a true Christmas miracle, if you will.
18: Oh, bless you, sir!
19: All you need to do is sell me this land. I'll take over the mortgage and you can afford food or whatever it is you poor people use for sustenance. (laughs) I hereby offer you... Two hundred dollars for this meagre farm and this meagre child.
18: My, my daughter?
19: I'm nearly forty. It's time I took a child bride. Now say, uh, say goodbye to your wretched whelp. Uh, fetch me the deed and remove that diseased cow from my property.
18: Mr. Von Piper, I will not sell you my daughter. On Christmas,
19: then I <laughs> I offer you ten dollars for Justice Land, and you'd best do it unless I foreclose, sir. You dishonor that outfit. As is my intention. Ho ho ho!
3: One day you'll get your comeuppance, von Piper.
19: Ha! <laughs> From you, a mere hobo. Who looks familiar <laughs> with a visage I cannot place but reminds me for some reason of that millionaire's holiday I took years ago? You'll be the one to deliver my come up in so why you're as arrogant as one of those tycoons spoiled children. Um, the Manor Lodge child, to be precise. Jasper was his name. Yes, anyway, enough excursions of thought pertaining to unrelated men. Where is that deed?
18: Sir, I am only glad to sell you this farm with its black land and cursed fruit. Cursed fruit? The land. It hates us. Cruel, cruel earth. You two deserve each other, Von Piper. Both of you have hearts as black as... The night! No, blacker, black as... Tar? Blacker still? Yes,
19: yes, very black. Hand over the deeds.
18: <sighs> All right.
19: Wait!
2: Do
3: not hand over that
19: deed.
2: Why not? Uh, What you got noodling, Banjo?
19: Be silent, all of you! Woman! Hand over that deed, and take these filthy wretches off my land, or I shall set the bank's hungriest dogs upon ye. Methinks you ought to
3: reconsider your threats, Mr. Von Piper, when they are indeed so empty. Empty how, Banjo? You recall what I said about men like Von Piper, whose hearts and minds are consumed only with money, so much so that they would not offer to buy the property before the bank gets it unless there was a dime in the doing, or in this case, many dimes.
18: But how could a man earn many dimes from this land?
2: Clarify your revelation, Banjo. (laughs) That's the hobo way. (laughs) It's no different than the regular person way, actually. (laughs) It ain't what you put in your bindle, it's how you affix it to your stick.
3: <laughs> Understand this, madam. Your land, your daughter, and your very livelihood are delivered. For this land and Von Piper have hearts as black as coal.
18: Oh, that is how black his heart is. You got it.
3: Don't you see this farm sits atop miles of unmined coal? It does? It does. That is why it is unfarmable. And its black bile is naught but coal dust. The land did love your father, child. He just didn't know it. Papa! This land is worth more than ten dollars. Way more.
19: Blasphemies and execrations! I am forever foiled! Brideless and landless? <laughs> Why, with the exception of my recent promotion and Christmas time bonus, with which I shall be able to purchase the finest of child brides, I have nothing! <laughs> nothing!
3: Mining the land shall not only help to pay your lease, miss, but shall sustain your child and your child's child.
0: I have no child. We are saved!
3: (laughs) There shall be coal in everyone's stockings
15: this Christmas!
0: Hooray! Hooray!
15: Well, now that's the spirit gets me in a caroling mood. (sighs) Oh, uh, that and a cloud I saw that looked like a can of delicious beans. <laughs> <laughs> not,
17: not to mention, we found a whole hobo camp full of folk wanting to carry yippity, yippity. Why, look, gummy, it's all of our hobo friends Lockjaw!
14: And Skeets! Whoa,
3: is that salty peanuts? Hey, and there's Nathan Fillion <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all our hobo friends! Colonel Patchy Pants, Jack Rabbit Slim, oh, and flap, Uriah Heap, hey, is that Iron Man McGinty? Whoa, Nick Nolte, oh, Pork Pie Willie, Johnny Roast Beef, whoa, Captain Rutabaga, Brandon, oh, Cornelius Fish Barrel, oh, and Pickles McGraw, well,
2: Stacy Parkins. Hey, 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 enough saying no noble name, all right.
3: All right. It's a ho, ho, hobo Christmas. So raise your spirits high and let's salute the old galoot who traps across the sky. The old Saint Nick
2: grabs his bundle stick and the old.
3: I wish for you I wish for you a positively perceived Christmas, Sparks Nevada All right, well, I'm glad you finally understand the meaning of the holiday Happy first Sunday of the month, Crutch I have procured for you a gift Oh, you should have You're welcome I, uh, I totally got you something, too (laughs) It is my desire that we exchange gifts. No, totally, yeah. <laughs> mine is reading material. Oh, no way, mine too. <laughs> Aren't we just the O. Henry's?
7: <laughs>
3: Crouch, this is unbelievable. This is the sweetest thing that's ever been written to me. It says Dear Sparks, Nevada, that's the show. <laughs> America on Christmas morn among